Before we begin, a reminder that nothing on this podcast is intended as a statement of faith, doctrine, or fellowship, and this podcast is not affiliated with any church, school, or calling body. What's up, gents? My name is Charlie Ungemach, and you are listening to an episode of the Gird Up Broadcast. Now, the dudes are going to join me in just a minute, and we got a lot of great content coming your way. But before we do that, I just want to say thank you to all those who help support the Gird Up Project here. All of our content at Gird Up is available free to anyone anywhere in the world who might benefit from our message, and we want to keep it that way. But we also have to rely then upon the contributions of our listeners to do so. You'll never see any paywalls or exclusive content here at Gird Up. That being said, it does cost us money to put a show like this together. So if you find what we're doing here valuable and you enjoy the broadcast and you're willing and able to do so, please go to www.girdupministries.com, click on the menu, and select Buy Us a Cup of Coffee. That $5 donation goes a long way towards keeping this podcast going and it helps us reach and minister to many more men just like you. Hope you enjoy the broadcast today. Let's get to it. in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. All right. Here we go. This morning on the broadcast, it is November 24th. That's when those things will come out. We're recording on Wednesday. hey My name is Charlie Ungamak, and I've got Gustav Wentz with me here, part of our morning voices. I think we sound kind of sexy, personally. Yeah, it's a... Uh, hey, uh, hey okay. good morning. Nope, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Whatever. No, it kind of works, right. I guess. Well, we were going to have a third guy here, but he's not with us. So, in lieu of introducing a new guest, I have a couple questions for you, Gustav. All right, hit me. Boxers or briefs? Mm. How about uh, the um, tight boxers? Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs? That's a good answer. Yeah. That's what I wear. So, everyone should wear them. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, and you can wear them under anything. They're generally comfortable. They offer nice support. My dad wore them for the first time this last summer. <laughs> <laughs> he's, Not that he's we want to share a, too much personal information. He's usually but. a briefs guy. <laughs> yeah, it was well, a revelation to him. Is, is it, you, get the, you get the support of whitey tighties yeah. without the discomfort. Yeah. Or the s- social ostracization. Yeah. Uh, you can go it, to the YMCA yeah. and not be embarrassed. There you, well, I feel like at the YMCA you'd be in yeah, good company. Yeah, that's right? true. <laughs> Just glad they're wearing white <laughs> tighties. demographic kind of offsets that one. <laughs> okay, question number two. Would you rather kiss your best friend or your sister on the lips? Best friend, easy. Don't make eye contact with me. <laughs> Do not make eye contact with me. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's a... Hold on. Well, imagine someone that says sister, though. I mean, come on. That's true. I can't. That's weirder. Hot. I feel like it's weirder from my best friend, though. Like, I just imagining. See, that's the thing is you can like you could decide who your best friend is in this instance too, and be like, yeah, I'm gonna kiss that bro. Yeah, yes. Instead of. Oh, you don't have to mutually be best friends. You can just say you're my best friend. Well, I mean, like, 
<laughs> be best friends for the day. Charlie, it feels like you just want to say that because I'm sitting across from you. <laughs> I just don't want to kiss you, Gus. All right, let's move on. Also, what you expected me to say, my sister. You I know my sister. Uh, She's here. Well, you could pick a different sister. No, that doesn't make it better. <laughs> Wait, someone else's sister? Wait, oh, no, you did say your I, sister. I have in the kissed question. several other people's sisters. No I did comment. say your sister that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. Most of the, I'm just, okay, yeah. <laughs> most of the sisters I've kissed, I'm not related to. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, most of the girls I've kissed are siblings. So there's somebody's sister. I think every, wow, this is off to a weird start. Yeah, all the, okay, yep. I've never <laughs> kissed an only child, let's say that. I think that's accurate. I think I have. Not that this needs to turn into kiss and tell. Uh, right. Like, just general. No, I think she had, like, step-siblings. Okay. That counts. Yeah. That. Yeah, she had... Okay. Somebody's sister. Anyway. <laughs> that was a weird segment. <laughs> All right. Next question. <laughs> uh, you answered so fast. Okay. <laughs> um... Let's see here. I didn't even get a chance to look at the next question. Um, if you could be anything other than human, what would you be? A honey badger. Why a honey badger? I don't know. They just are cool. They live in holes and they do what they want. Was that a thing before Tyron Matthew and all the LSU stuff? I think so. Because people would wear people shirts and it was, already, yeah, people were like, honey badgers don't, you know, care. Except yeah, it but was that was a Tyron Matthew thing. That was like back in, I don't know, the early 2000s. Here, let, me, let me check. <clears throat> but Tyron Matthew was like the best safety in college football one year. And he, the team was really good, so he got tons of attention. He kept calling himself the honey badger and even like died. And mm. his, he had like a... I don't know what to call it. It wasn't quite a flat top, but he died in the middle of it, so it was a, he looked like a honey badger. Yeah. Well, so I, so what I just looked up, it says that, in so like granted the phraseology, honey badger don't care, like might have come from that, uh, but honey badgers have historically um, been like indifferent and just so they like that attitude behind the phrase has always been a thing because the source it says like in the middle east and indian subcontinent like people compared to honey badgers is a person who displays indifference or disregard for others opinions which you know when you put it that way i don't want to be a honey badger anymore <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah anyway and question number three four <laughs> sorry whatever it is <laughs> I just ahead. I just clicked on this thing. It says, "Does the honey badger care?" <laughs> uh, and it goes very literally. And it says, "Because they're not as fast as other predators, they'll dig rodents out of burrows, provide food for birds of prey and jackals, which often follow a honey badger around, waiting to catch the honey badger's prey." It's okay though, because the honey badger don't care. What? Yeah, that was stupid. Okay. Anyway, I kind of want to ask the counter question. How about your animal, dude? You don't get just oh my, oh shoot yeah I would be a lion. 
or a, or a big old grizzly bear. Yeah, a bear just would being be being a predator and stuff. A bear would and be cool. hairy. Like I just me. don't want to be that size. Yeah, but nobody would ever mess with you except a hunter, well, and then that's a losing battle. Although s- they do kill some hunters sometimes. So I don't know. I really loved the Lion King as a kid, mm. and then when I read Tolkien, my favorite character in all the Tolkien books is Aslan. Uh, I- oh. <laughs> Okay, he's awesome too. He's awesome too. My favorite character in all the Tolkien books is uh, Beorn, Mm. who is a bear. Wow. And I know it's popular to pick like Aragorn, but I'm not Aragorn. I'm not like some wandering prince who's going to someday assume his throne unless there's a lot of things about my family I don't know. So I like the idea of being Beorn, being this like massive predator, beastly dude who then is... Um, kind and compassionate and loving to those who are harmless. I like that idea. Nice. Yeah. Although Aslan is also a great reason to want to be a lion. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite Aslan quotes is when uh, Lucy meets Aslan for the first time and she goes, Is he a tame lion? And Mr. Badger says something to the effect of, You know, he's not a tame lion. Um, he's dangerous, but he's good. And that's that's mm-hmm. the whole mm-hmm. idea. Is He's not like quote unquote nice, right. but he is good. Um, yeah, and I would love I would love for people to say that about me. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. All right. Okay. All right. Do you want to be Connor's friend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to think about it too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Connor. That almost feels like that of was meant to be I a follow up. Connor's friend. <laughs> yeah, I want to be Connor's friend. Yeah. Connor's a good dude. We love Evermind. He did such a great job this weekend. So actually, yeah, let's get into shout-outs and, and build-ups then. My shout-out um, is just for everybody that helped us out on the Beats for Heartbeats trip. The, mm. um, staying with my folks, going fishing at my grandpa's house. That was all awesome. Um, and then uh, chilling with Quentin and Megan at the end of the day, too. So shout-out, Quentin. That was an absolute blast tasting yeah. all the whiskey with you and things like that. So shout-out awesome. to everybody that made our weekend super special. It was a ton of fun. And shout-out to Connor because he played a huge role in, in uh, making everything follow through the way it did. So. Appreciate yeah. you guys. No, that's a okay. Uh, I'll pick a different shout out then. Um, uh, to Jonah Christensen for letting me hang out in his grandparents' air conditioned house yesterday on hopefully the last hot day of the year. Holy yeah, crap! What use, was up with that? And it was humid too. Yeah, it was stupid. And in my brain, I was like, "Oh, we gotta take advantage of this last beautiful day." And then it was un bearably hot yeah like, like it was I, hitting 90 plus i'm pretty sure yeah i want to say it was 96 with well over 85 percent humidity yeah i think that's part of why i didn't get anything done honestly well i tried to sit out on the patio for a while and it was i couldn't yeah it i had was, my shades closed all my fans on yeah yep and there's plenty of 90 degree days in the summer that Where are it's fine yeah mm-hmm. right but it was so see i don't 85 doesn't feel like it's the right humidity like it was up like it was you could cut the air with a knife. Yeah. It was bad. But anyway, so yeah, shout out to Jonah. <laughs> yep. So tune in five months from now and hear us complaining about how cold it is <laughs> and then ask us if we'd no, rather have never. a 90 degree day. I would never complain about the cold. Yeah. I come, yeah. I, it's rough. It's rough up here in Minnesota, folks. We're Germanic. If anybody wants to buy up. us a Jamaican vacation or something, that'd be great. Ooh, or my tuition. Uh, or that. <laughs> yeah. And I'll buy my own Jamaican vacation. There you go. Anyway. Yeah, uh, thank yous. Uh, man, I've just been really appreciative of the guys who've been holding me up lately, you know. Mm. Um, I uh, I don't know, I had a bad day earlier in the week, and 
one, like I couldn't get away from all the people that were just like, yo, you okay? Like, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, it was even like the next day there were a couple people who were like, hey, I noticed you were really off yesterday. Like, what's going on? Or even later in the day. Um, yeah, just dudes loving up on me. Even though I wasn't like walking around going like, I'm having a bad day. Uh, I just, yeah. it, was just it was just rough. And I couldn't really even tell you why it was so rough. It was just a rough day. And, uh, yeah, the guys guys really holding me up and building me up. And then even, too, like uh, um, we get this opportunity to go podcast at Beats for Heartbeats. And you and Connor are like, yep, let's go. Let's yeah. just do what we got to do. And, uh, I mean, like, I couldn't have pulled that off by myself probably. Um, I mean, I suppose I could have, but not the way that we did. And so, yeah, just all that. And, too, the way... I mean, I'm 30 years old, which isn't old, old, but compared to a college kid, I mean, that sounds pretty old in their brains, well, right? college kids now, I mean, like yeah. two years ago, it was kind of like, oh, he's not that old, and, you know, yeah, now. Well, whatever, I don't know. But the, <laughs> the, the, the point is, um, <clears throat> I've been just kind of brought into the fold and accepted in ways that I did not expect and probably don't deserve. Um, and, like I say, the, the guys at MLC have just brought me in and uh made me a part of the community and i i'm flattered by it and i appreciate it and it's made all the difference like i not that i was some bad dude coming in or something like that i just i I love the the man i'm becoming and a lot of that has to do with the fact that a whole bunch of people up here have just taken me up under their wing and been like yo i'm gonna love you and it's not really your choice (laughs) and it's awesome i appreciate it so thank you guys yeah, you're pretty heavy. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> no, I guess uh, my thank I'm thankful for uh, Charlie's family for letting us come and crash this last weekend and uh, just being so hospitable. It was it was awesome. Um, the only thing I wish was that I was in a better uh, headspace because <laughs> I mean, as you know, since we rode in the car together, it was just I don't know. I was in a weird spot and. I would love another opportunity to get to hang out with your people again. <laughs> you weren't that bad, man. You you weren't bad at all. No, it was awesome. You were you were chill. It was cool. Well, you were actually chill for once in your apology. Yeah, see, that's the problem. I wasn't the character that I'm the character I'm supposed to be. No, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was a great weekend, though. I think it was. It, I think the big takeaway for me was getting to see all these people who are in the midst of the ministry and talk to them about it. You know, like you're, I mean, granted, we didn't get to hear, talk to your dad a whole lot because he had a bunch of stuff going on, but like seeing your dad running the church and then going to Beats for Heartbeats where, uh, we talked to Pastor, um, Winkle, Winkle, there we go. That one, uh, Pastor Winkle, that was really refreshing. And then honestly, even your sister and her friend, it was just cool. Yeah, that was fun. Shout out to Laura and Sophia. Yeah. So. I don't know. I'm just Leah? grateful for. Was it Leah or Sophia? It was Leah, dude. Dang I'm going to hit you in the head. I'm oh, my so gosh. Sorry. <clears throat> anyway. You were, <laughs> you were really fun to have lunch with. <laughs> yeah, Leah, you were. Because <laughs> Sophia was the one that. I don't know. I'm just, okay, Connor did. Oh. Anyway. All right, news. Oh yeah, the other thing I was going to add oh. in there too was seeing the all the people that we interviewed talking about their own ministries. They yeah, are yeah, so was on fire yeah. for what they do and how mm-hmm. they do it, and like they've found something to be passionate about, and it's contagious and wonderful and awesome. So, yeah, yeah, for real. All right, 
Uh, there's just a red car out there. A red car? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so news for what day are we looking at? Uh, September 21st news. All right. Um, uh, we got some stuff on Russia. So Russia is attempting to annex portions of eastern and southern Ukraine through votes? Question mark. Uh, four Russian-occupied regions will hold referendums this week on whether to join Russia. The votes are being facilitated by Moscow's authorities on the ground and are expected to pass, but are widely viewed as a sham by the West. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. If the vote pass, if the votes pass, any advances into the contested regions could be viewed by the Kremlin as direct attacks on Russia itself, justifying any means of defense. Um, President Biden warned President Putin. Is that what we call him, President Putin? Um, that's what they—that's the word they used. Really? Okay. Uh, anyway, of a consequential response if Russia uses chemical or tactical nuclear weapons in Ukraine and announced another six hundred million dollar arms package for Ukraine, uh, the U.S. has now given fifteen point one billion dollars in military aid and billions more in humanitarian aid since the war began. So there's there so go. many layers to this. Yeah, there is a lot going yeah. on there. Um, first of all, for generations, they've been flooding those areas with pro-Russian people. Mm -hmm. So now you're holding an election. Of course it's a sham. Mm -hmm. Like, come on now. Um, and second, it's, it's also Russian-occupied territory at the moment. So it would take somebody really bold to be like, yeah, I know you're the one in authority over me right now, but forget you. Oh, and also let me write down my name and address and let you know where I live. Like, come on now. Um, yeah. I'm just really, <laughs> it makes me really thankful to be an American. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, as far as Putin goes, he is technically elected, but I think, I couldn't tell you exactly what the shady business is, but there's definitely been some shady business about that where he's like making himself a permanent president or something like that. Mm. Yeah. But he isn't right. technically some dictator. Yeah. It's even though <laughs> I think we all <laughs> Yeah, we You're as, not fooling we anybody, as Americans. Bro. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh next bit that I've got Hurricane Fiona made landfall in Puerto Rico Sunday isn't as a Fiona, isn't Fiona an ogre? A princess that turns into an ogre and then uh, permanently stayed an ogre. So after we should have figured this one was going to be rough when they Shrek. named it o an o after an ogre. Well, I didn't even tell you how rough okay, it was going to be Go ahead. yet. Okay, anyway. Uh, so it made landfall in Puerto Rico Sunday as a Category 1 storm. So uh, that that's the lowest <sighs> level, right? I mean, doesn't it go up? Kind of like tornadoes? Yeah, I think so. It's also called a storm, not like a tropical yeah. depression or something. Yeah. So. Um, in, well, it's her, it's called a hurricane. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, my bad. I said bad. that right off the bat. Sorry, I wasn't listening. Um, and uh, covered the island in nearly three feet of rain. The entire island lost power, and over half the island lost water service. 80% remains in the dark. It's a grim flashback to five years ago when Hurricane Maria, a Category 4, killed over 3,000 and left parts of the U.S. of the U.S. territory without power for a year. So, currently, it's not that level. But... Um, only, uh, four people have died in the Caribbean so far. 
Um, and a thousand residents have been rescued from floods and landslides. And uh, there's going to be some federal support heading towards Puerto Rico. That's good. Um, so, yeah. And it has made its way. It's now a Category 3. So, so it's picked go. up some steam. Yeah, it's picking up steam. Um, yeah. Who knows what will happen when it hits the mainland. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's easy to be living up here in the north and be like, yo, why do you even <coughs> live there? <laughs> yeah, right. But at the same time, if we, it was where I was from. Didn't we just ask for a vacation there? Yeah, but not right now. <laughs> In the winter. Yeah, no, send us there right now. <laughs> um, <Brought> cheap. <laughs> yeah. So uh, President Biden had a recent 60-minute interview, um, and uh, there were some big updates there. So uh, the president said the pandemic is over. Um, <laughs> oh, is it now? <laughs> uh, citing the lack of mask wearing as an example of the return to normal-ish. Um, because, you know, he was the one telling us not to wear masks, right? Uh but he acknowledged that COVID is still a problem, uh, with quotations around that. Um, the comment took <laughs> the comment took his own public health advisors by surprise. Dr. Fauci said, "We are not where we need to be." <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. So that was one thing. And then another thing Biden also said was he gave an unambiguous yes when asked if the U.S. would send troops to defend Taiwan in the event of an attack from China. Uh, which immediately prompted the White House to uh, reiterate again that there has been no official change in the state's position of strategic amb- ambiguity. Yo, <laughs> he's just as bad as Trump. Oh my goodness! I, as far as all this kind of stuff, it is—it's just like having Trump in office. They're like, "Wait, what did you say?" Yeah, yeah, a little oh bit. Oh my gosh! A little bit. Um, and then finally, the last thing uh, he said that. Uh, he intends, okay, so he has said that he intends to run for re-election in 24, but for the first time, tempered the statement by calling it much too early to make a firm decision. That's the middle of 22, so much too early feels like an exaggeration. Yeah, I feel like just a tad. this is something we need to be thinking about. <clears throat> anyway, anyway, he's not particularly popular at the moment, so. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so then a uh, little podcast update since we're on a podcast figured free <laughs> podcast news. So Adnan Syed, Adnan Syed, I'm sorry if I butchered that, uh, was the subject of the 2014 hit podcast serial, uh, was released from, he was released from prison on house detention Monday when his 2000 murder conviction was overturned after finding prosecutors failed to disclose evidence. The victim's family was deeply disappointed at how quickly developments progressed. So now there's 30 days to drop the charges or retry the case. Um, so I guess, uh, yeah, that's kind of fun to think about. Yeah. If he's innocent, of course, we wouldn't want him to be in right. prison. Um, and I don't know anything about this case, but that always makes me a little nervous about these big, like when they get tons and tons of publicity, you've got a lot of people looking at it. And, uh, you know, if it, if they are finding the truth, wonderful. But a lot of times, like what's the, the dude up in, in Manitowoc um, where, like, he confessed to it and they have video of it and everything, not mm-hmm. of the actual murder, but they had all kinds of evidence. And then they made the TV, they made Making a Murderer, and then all of a sudden everybody's like, I think he's innocent. And... <laughs> 
And then it just turned into this giant fiasco. Yeah. I just hate to see that happen again. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, that, that ties in well with what we're going to talk about in a few minutes yeah. with the Fifth Commandment. But of course you yeah. want to see justice done. Um, and if it was me and I didn't do it, of course I'd be happy <clears> about it. But it's easy also to be like, yo, like the system's not quite working if this is what keeps happening. So. Right. Uh, I'll throw one last little article out here. Um, Queen Elizabeth Elizabeth II, uh, rest Too in peace. Soon. Just kidding. <laughs> Has uh, no shortage of accolades, but she has just earned one more. Her funeral is believed to be the most watched event in history. Some estimate some estimates put the total audience at over four billion. That's half the planet's population. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the previous record was Prince Diana's funeral with an et- with an estimated two point five billion viewers. Wow. Um, and uh, let's take into account all of the multi television facilities that were probably playing it yeah that's pre- um and also i don't know i feel weird about this i don't, I don't how is that true it. like i feel like that's not true i mean i Half like it's cool population. yeah and maybe it's just because i'm a warm-blooded american but i didn't watch it oh, i didn't like, watch it either and i was thinking and i might to, watch it like i might go back and like watch the sermon or something and just see yeah. what he said because both of the royal weddings the guys that they had do the sermons were phenomenal. Mm. Um, and Jesus. so that makes me think, yeah, especially the the Meghan Markle, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Dude, the, mm. the sermon the guy preached was a phenomenal wedding cer- mm. ceremony. Like, it was it was good. Um, and so I'm curious to see if that holds true again. Yeah. Um, although sometimes you hear, like, the you know, like Christmas at Westminster Abbey or whatever, and you go, hey, I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see what, uh, yeah. like from a theological standpoint, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, uh, but no, she was definitely uh, a Christian woman. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm just curious to see what uh, what they say at her funeral. Yeah, no, I am too. I know we talked about it in class the other day, and the professor was. Uh, we actually, you know, prayed for the family and prayed for the uh, man who uh, preached. For that day and because yeah. i mean imagine having that platform if that right. truly was four billion people watching like what an incredible moment to be able to share the gospel right in a very real way for sure yeah so. well and um like, like you said it's good warm-blooded red red warm whatever okay <laughs> as americans <laughs> <clears throat> um it's like we don't she's not our queen you know mm-hmm. um but she yeah, she did play a big and like I say, and then you watch the crown and different things and it's like, yeah, they have all this drama, whatever. There's no denying the fact that she played a massive role in Western history. Oh, especially yeah, for in sure. the last century. Well, and a more positive role than well, I'm not getting any much. A more positive role than any other, you know Right. Monarch in England's history with America anyway. I wouldn't say any other, but well, certainly like in, a in, very in, positive in, one. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Certainly a very a positive one. So, yeah. All right. All right. That's it. Uh, we're talking about the fifth commandment today. Uh, commandments one through four are all regarding divine and paternal authority. So um, what does my relationship with God look like? What do my relationships look like with my family? Um, but now in the fifth commandment, it goes uh, into the realm of how do I love my neighbor? And so what I've often done is broken up, and I don't know if I picked this up somewhere. Maybe I picked it up in a Lutheran catechism. I don't know. But I've always talked about it as the first three are how do I love God, mm-hmm. and the last seven are how do I love my neighbor. Oh. Um, Martin Luther broke it down a little differently, and he said one, two, and three are how do I love God. Um, four is uh, earthly authority, 
and then from five down the list is the employment of that earthly authority. So how basically civic rules and laws, mm-hmm. which is a very sensible way to do it. Um, but it goes far beyond murder. So sometimes it gets translated as you shall not murder. Sometimes mm-hmm. it gets translated as you shall not kill. The literal word is murder. But it goes far beyond murder as well. Because Martin Luther said, Many a person, though he does not actually commit bloodshed, nevertheless calls down curses on someone in the hope that they might soon put an end to him on whom they fall. So it's not just the act of bloodshed, it's the mindset and the heart position that would result in such action. And if you've been Lutheran for a long time, if you've been Christian for a long time, you've probably heard that commentary before. But once again, uh, this is blowing my mind. And I, I'm really enjoying taking this deep dive into Luther's large catechism, which I've never actually read the Luther's large catechism yeah, before. Yeah, me neither. So this is really cool to go through. It's surprisingly uh, small. It, yeah, well, and that's the thing <clears throat> is the quote-unquote small catechism that we use has tons of editorial stuff in it. Mm-hmm. The real, the true small catechism can be broken down to like 30 pages if yeah. you just take what Luther wrote. But then we add in all these illustrations and teaching tools and things, yeah, which script, are wonderful. Well, and the scripture and, references. Right, and, is the big yeah, right, yeah. And instead of, you don't have to look up all the references, they're all in there. Yeah. And so it turns into this big book. Um, but the small, and the small catechism ends up being much larger than the large catechism, which is kind of funny. But anyway, yeah. So Luther kind of broke it down. He said the, the root of the commandment, the real intention of the commandment is the idea that you should not allow anyone to come to harm. And the way he gets there is by saying two things. One, do not harm. So don't physically harm. Don't suggest or advise personal harm against someone else. Don't use or sanction means or methods which might result in harm to someone else. And don't wish ill on someone that in anger or in hatred. Um, so while you have not committed murder, you've done all the, the steps that would be sin. That's a weird way to say that. Uh, yep. Yep. If you, just because you haven't actually picked up a knife or picked up a gun or whatever it might be doesn't mean that you haven't committed the sin. Um, and he wanted to make that very clear. And then he specified even people who intend to hurt you, because a lot of times we use that as an excuse. And he actually spent about a page and a half talking about the idea that um, God is actually protecting us from ourselves when he says we are not to pursue harm of people that harm us because if we did that if it was just tit for tat all the time we'd have a pretty chaotic society and you can see that in the scriptures like uh in the book of judges at the end of the book of judges it says and every man did what he thought was right in his own eyes and it's chaos and that's not society that we want to live in it's not the way we want to behave and perform so we're not going to behave that way and it's actually commanded by god the other side of it is then also to not fail to take the opportunity to do good to your neighbor. So the example he used is if someone is cold and you have a coat and you don't give it to them, you have willed them to die of or to, to freeze to death. Mm. Or if someone is hungry, you have food and you do not feed them, then it is your fault that they starved to death. You can't claim that it's an, uh, that you don't have any responsibility when you have the means to help someone mm-hmm. and you don't. And uh, we could run around in circles on that and condemn ourselves because there's no way ever to be perfect about doing all of that. But that's an important moment then to remember that uh, in Romans, Paul says the law is broken because 
when God looks at us, he just sees the blood of Jesus. And the question is no longer, is it a sin? The question is, um, does it draw me and the people around me closer to my Savior? And this sort of behavior certainly will. It'll make us very attractive to the world. It'll give us integrity in our dealings with the world. And it glorifies our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts, Gustav? Uh, no, uh, no, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> sorry. That's okay. Uh, yeah. I guess I just never have really thought that in depth on what, uh, on the further meanings, like digging into the fifth commandment. Um, yeah. I don't well, know. And, it's kind of straightforward, I guess. Like it, this might sound kind of goofy. Say it. But I actually was a little bit, the proud isn't the right word. Uh, it was almost a little bit comforting to uh, read this today or yesterday when I read it. Because I, I read it through a couple of times to take notes, obviously. Yeah. Not. And the first time I read it, it made me uncomfortable because I was thinking to myself, like, I sometimes go, I've, I've stated before, sometimes I let people go too far, mm-hmm. where I almost let people take advantage of me. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to, like, helping others? Like yeah, in regards just, to helping yeah. others, or even just, like, not holding a grudge and giving people second chances and things like that. And learning from those experiences, I have often swung in the opposite direction where then I'm a lot more careful about who I trust and who gets access to my life and things like that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel like I'm not do- being a good steward because I'm letting people go too far, you know what I mean? Yeah. And this was actually really comforting. I'm trying to think of a better way to say that. But I actually found this very comforting because he talks about the idea of not allowing, like it's giving everybody, it's not the benefit of the doubt, it's just loving yeah, you know, you're not. It's not that you're withholding forgiveness or that you're forgiving, or that. Well, forgiving isn't the right thing. Is no forgiving is the right thing to do no matter what. Anyway, um, it's not that you forget everything that happened mm-hmm. and you act like it didn't happen and just let yourself be a victim all the time. That's not what Luther's saying. That's not what God is commanding. Yeah, what God is commanding is that we love people even if they do what is wrong, even if they wrong us. You can still love somebody, even if. You can you can love somebody without um, letting yourself get run over by by the bus, if you will, mm-hmm. or without just acting like nothing bad ever happened. And I think personally, I do that fairly well. I think maybe other people have different opinions. I think I do that fairly well, but sometimes it's almost been like a guilt thing for me, where it's like mm-hmm. I'm letting people take advantage of me, or. Yeah, and and I I think what it is is my sinful flesh saying like you need to do something about this, and my pride and even my vanity sometimes saying you got to do something about this, mm-hmm. as opposed to um, the work that the Spirit's doing in my heart, and I think I'm naturally predisposed to want to take revenge and get back at people, and I certainly have those moments. Sure, I certainly have those moments. I'm not saying I don't. Right, but I think. At the moment, that's one of the fruits I'm seeing in my life of growing maturity, where uh, the Lord is teaching me to love the way he outlines here, and I'm not really comfortable with it, but he's bearing fruit in my life anyway, Well, here's which is it... kind of a goofy feeling to be like, I'm pretty sure this is something the Spirit's doing, and I don't really like it. Like, I would rather be upset. <laughs> it's easier to be upset. It's far easier to be yeah. upset. 
Uh, something that I was kind of curious about is like in regards to the whole, I guess, at what point, um, does it move from, from, uh, self-preservation to sinfully not giving, you know what I mean? Cause right. I think that's, that might be the line that's difficult to draw, especially when you're saying, Oh look, you're breaking this commandment because you're not giving, you know what I mean? Well, and that's, I think that's why Luther stressed so hard. I mean, we didn't read the whole chapter, but Luther really, really stressed the not wishing harm on someone else. Mm. Yeah. So, so it's like, if you're, it's Ill not, you don't have to be a pacifist. Like you, yeah. like if, if you're in a bar and somebody cheap shots you, you're not supposed to stand there and stick your chin out and say, God wills that I will let you punch me again. Like that's the the turn in the other cheek isn't a literal physical piece of advice, right? And so it's the question. It's not a question of, um, like, are these physical actions okay? The question is, where where's my heart? Am I wishing harm upon someone else, um, or am I simply doing what needs to be done? And, and that's the other thing that Luther really stressed too. And I think we probably, we haven't mentioned it yet, so we should probably stress it here mm-hmm. too, is that this is not a power that isn't given to authority. So the authority that God establishes has the right to be upset and angry, whether that's parents or government, uh, police force, whatever. Police force is part of the government, obviously. Mm-hmm. Or um, they also have the, they also have permission for capital punishment and things like that. Right. And so it's not morally wrong to, for example, like whippings. We don't do that anymore in the United States, but it's not morally wrong to punish somebody physically for the ill that they've done. Now, in our society, we've decided we don't want to do that, and there's nothing wrong with deciding that we don't want to do it. Personally, I'm glad that when I get pulled over for speeding, they don't pull out the bullwhip and <laughs> take it out of my flesh, right? I, I, I don't want that to happen. I would probably speed less often. Um, <laughs> real talk. Oh, yeah. uh, but also, I'm glad that we're not doing that. It doesn't make it immoral somewhere else that they are doing that. Sure. Um, even if it's not something that makes me comfortable, particularly as an American, right? They have the right to do that as long as they're not seeking harm, as long as they're looking out for society and for the good of the person that they're dealing with. So, like right. spankings like are a good example of that too. If is. the spanking is, I want to hurt you because you hurt me. Mm. that's sinful and you're singing against your child. If mm. the spanking is, oh, I love you and I want to preserve your life both here and in eternity, that's a whole different thing. That's cool. That's, yeah. a, that's a good way to think about that. Sweet. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we both have first hour, so <laughs> yeah. or second hour, so let's keep moving here. Um, oh, Bible trivia, right? Did you just fart on the podcast? No. Golly, you totally did. What? You, oh, okay, you didn't? My bad. All right, since we don't have a guest today, I'm pretty sure you farted. Dude, I straight up didn't fart. Oh, oh I still think we should make a sign to hang on the wall behind us that says, like, uh, this podcast has gone so many episodes without a fart joke. And then... How many times do we make fart well, jokes? Well, when we were doing the broadcast, broadcast the old way, there were a lot of fart jokes. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but then we also had like Mexican food beforehand a lot, so mm. we brought it on ourselves. We True. don't make that many fart jokes anymore. Yeah, I was gonna say I can't remember the time that I intentionally made a fart joke. I, yeah, I truly I'm also can't remember. kind of I don't know why, but I just love them. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, so speaking of jokes, segue. Yeah. So uh, since we don't have a guest on today, we're going to instead of doing Bible trivia, we're gonna tell some Bible jokes. So Gustav, you want to start us off? All right. So. Uh, why didn't Noah catch many fish? Uh, sorry. Uh, cause 
He only had two worms. Oh, okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's also probably not accurate, but okay. Yeah. When I told that joke to somebody the other day, <laughs> he was like, cause he only had two of every fish. What? <laughs> yeah. That's what that this dude, yeah, I was like, um, buddy, think about this. Think the entire <laughs> earth is covered, covered with water. <laughs> think and about he, this, bro. And he was like, Oh, what? Yeah, so, and then I told it to a different group, and they were like, Noah didn't have worms on the boat, and I'm like, okay, chill out. Also, think about <laughs> this for a second, people. Anyway. Anyway. All right. All right Why didn't Noah, er, I'm sorry, why couldn't Jonah trust the ocean? I don't know why. There was something fishy about it. <laughs> All right, should I do that, uh, the, the one that I, the, Sure, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, let us know if this uh, pushes it too far. Um, <clears throat> so this is just just statement. Okay. Nobody talks about Jesus's miracle of having twelve close friends in his thirties. <laughs> Charlie, can you uh, speak to that a little bit? Uh, I'm only thirty, so I've got a few years to drive all my friends away. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I also there don't have go. a wife and kids yet, so yeah. Or twelve close friends. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean. We have so many friends. <laughs> you have all the friends. Where is the first tennis match mentioned in the Bible? Uh, when Joseph served in Pharaoh's court. Yeah, I know it's nice. not great. Not great. That's a that's a classic. Um. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, don't, I don't have any more, so give us one to wrap it up. What excuse did Adam give to his children as to why they no longer lived in Eden? So what did Adam tell his children when they no longer could live in Eden? I, what? Your mother ate us out of house and home. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> well, and see, you know, like, we're living in sin at that point, you know, like, you don't want to take the half of the blame that you definitely deserve. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Charlie, this is why people say things about this podcast. Yeah, it's okay. All right. Anyway, moving yeah. on. Who's the fastest runner in the Bible? I don't know. Adam, he was the first in the human race. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, no. Get out of here. All right. Well, here we go. Here's, okay, a, here's last a better one, one to finish last on. One. Who's Come the on. best comedian in the Bible? Elijah. I don't know. Samson, he brought the house down. Hey, hey. there you go. That's classic. <laughs> All right, top three. This week we're doing top three words or symbols to tattoo on your body, which is kind of funny because we don't really have any tattoos. Yeah, so. this is accurate. Yeah, but anyway, um, do you want to start? Yeah. Uh, th- yeah, go for your number three. Uh, number three is a cord of three strands. I love uh, it. Yeah, Jay Wall's been on this podcast a bunch of times. He's got like, it looks like a giant equal sign, except there's right. three lines on his arm. Yeah. And it's dope, dude. It's awesome. Uh, but I can't think of a better place to put it. So, and I don't want to like directly copy him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the cord of three strands. And it goes both ways. It goes for like marriage. It also goes for friendships. All of it, right? Yeah. Quarter three strands is not easily broken. So I love that. I also know some people that have done like crosses, and the cross is like a three strands braided. That's kind of cool mm. too. I don't know if I'd go for that personally, right? But it's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, my number three is like Adonai. Like just throw an Adonai on you somewhere. Like the tetragrammaton or the word Adonai. Uh, 
See, that's a good question. And see, now that I know what that all means, uh, I don't know, I guess just go Tetragrammaton because... So just for anybody that doesn't know, Adonai literally means Lord, like my Lord. Mm-hmm. And then that's also the word that they use in place of God's name in the Old Testament. So they don't pronounce God's name in the Old Testament. We don't know how they would have said it. That's what yeah. you'll hear sometimes is like Yahweh or Jehovah. Yeah. Those are just guesses. Some guesses are better than others as to what they actually said. Yeah. Um, but they're different They're different words. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you read the Old Testament, when you get to the word that is often pronounced Jehovah yeah. or Yahweh. Because well, they mark them with vowels. And like one of the theories is, is that they marked it in a way that it should literally be unreadable. Like you right. don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, because they were trying, they didn't want to take the Lord's name in vain, so they just stopped using the Lord's name at all. Well, and it was so sacred. And, yeah, Right, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a cool idea. I know somebody yeah. that did the Tetragrammaton on just massive on their forearm. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Maybe you, just do, be a, maybe you do a Adonai Elohim, throw an Elohim in there too. Uh, I feel like I like that. Yeah. Oh, you could do it like, you know how the Roman legions had just like that one little tattoo on their shoulder with the <laughs> marking of the so. Roman legion? You could oh, put... Yeah. Like something like that up there. Okay. Uh, my number two is tetelestai. It's the mm. word Jesus spoke from the cross. Nice. Um, it's like an accounting word, and it means paid in full. So it's the idea of you owed a debt, um, but you the debt has been paid in full, and now the account is closed. Yeah. And that's the word that normally gets translate, translated, it is finished. Um, and it's, yeah, it's the idea of the debt is paid in full, and that's the word Jesus shouted from the cross. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good one. I would love to put it like on my right arm. Yeah. Because that's, I mean... It's not literally where all the sins come from, right? But uh, the idea of yeah, um, we do things with our dominant hand, with our right hand, and that's sure. So then everything right. I do with my hand is sinful, but it's okay because to tell us die. I like that. Yeah. Oh man, that there's like a whole concept that I have in my mind that like, yeah, I don't know. I'll talk to you about it later. <laughs> I, that that would be a better discussion for when we're not running out. <laughs> um. Okay, so my number two makes more sense when I say my number one as well. But uh, my number two would be honestly like some kind of Luther something, like the Luther seal. I know that sounds kind of weird, but I feel like there'd be a really cool way to do it. That'd be my number one too. That was my number one. Well, see, that's my number two. My number one is basically any art. Like, okay, so I really like the artwork of uh, Albrecht Durer. He did a lot of uh, wood uh, cuts back in the day and is probably his most famous piece uh he's the one that did the prayer hands like you have on your wall right there mm. so he did the prayer hands and then the, those his, are my great grandpa schmidt's prayer hands nice yeah anyway anyway uh but like a piece that he did that i really like and it's hanging in my room is his uh night devil or night death and the devil um really cool picture but uh he does a whole bunch of other and the night death and devil is like uh it's a night walking through the valley essentially like the valley of the shadow oh, of death yeah. type okay, of thing I know what you're talking about. um and he has a whole bunch of other really cool religious artwork and i feel like if i were to get a large tattoo of some kind it would be something of his so i guess yeah no see that's more of a number two number one would be some kind of luther or something because a lot of see if you look in like old lutheran writings and stuff like that a lot of his art like gets wood uh, like pressed into those kinds of things. So it's like yeah. Albert Durer and those kind of artists from the Reformation era. I don't know. Since you said Luther's seal, I'm going to make my last one the key row then. 
No, there nice you go. Nice and simple. Yeah. yeah, it's a little cliche, but yeah. it's cliche for really good reasons. You yeah, know? Like, there's a lot of people that have them, um, but it's literally the sign of Christ. Yeah, right. So, uh, just to be marked with the sign of Christ. But yeah. So uh, if you don't know what the key row is, it's that PX looking thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I looked up the the Albrecht Durer. Yeah, no, it's I was awesome. going to show you this one it. real quick. So this one is uh, Samson and like where he's wrestling the lion. Oh yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So something like that. Yeah. Dude, Fun fact, you don't know what. So, um, I never it never occurred to me. You know, when when Samson eats the the honey out of the lion, mm-hmm. the it's a dead carcass, so that yeah. makes it unclean. And it had yeah. never occurred to me before that that's why he was hiding it. And then in the scriptures, it makes a big deal about how he didn't tell his parents where the honey came from. Mm. So then they're all unclean. Oh which, snap! Yeah, makes the rest of the, the yeah. context of the story make a little bit like it's a deeper. Yeah, stuff, definitely. There's more stuff going on there. Yeah. I don't know. I've told other people about the Luther seal idea, and they seem like, they were like, oh, that's so lame. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, Yeah, that I guy also probably has a little key row, like, tattooed <laughs> on his forearm yeah, or whatever. or yeah. a little cross, you know, on his chest. Or a someplace. giant cross with the <laughs> sun setting in the background and some <laughs> Bible verse that he doesn't know the reference to. And yeah. yeah, anyway. Yeah, uh, I feel like this is getting really targeted. All right, all right. So <laughs> let's uh, let's read some scripture. All right. So our reading for this week comes from the Litany, Pentecost sixteen, um, Matthew six verses twenty four to thirty four. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Do not worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at all the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. And yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, oh, and thrown into the fire, I'm sorry, is just here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I think I needed to hear that this morning. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Especially as a college kid trying to pay your way through. It's easy to stress about money all the time. Yeah. Um, but you can either stress about it or you can put it in God's hands and say, Lord, I trust you. Your will be done, mm-hmm. which is a battle to say that. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a, I, I think it's cool that he start that the, that included in this section is verse 24. The no one can serve two masters. Yeah. Because I think that's, and here's the thing, is a lot of people like to only take the money part from that. But, I mean, think about all the other stuff that controls us in our lives, you know, like whether it be media, TV. I just deleted Instagram yesterday. Yeah, I don't keep them on my phone. Yeah, like I got I got rid of that. And I don't know. I mean, obviously I'm on day one, no Instagram. And so, who like, think about all the other stuff that you can fill your life with if you weren't 
serving these other things. Yeah. Well, and the average person spends what, like three hours a day on their phone or more. Yeah. It's like, yeah. think about what you could do with an extra three hours every single day. Yeah. Well, and that's what, and oh my goodness, and it's all coming together too, because that's what uh, the Time of Grace devotion was this morning. Um, similar similar concept, mental health, you know? And I mean, think, oh yeah, just. <laughs> I mean, but it's being a steward, right? Yeah. And and being faithful with what God has given you and, pro- and trusting that mm-hmm. he promises it's going to be enough, so let it be enough. Yeah. And if it isn't enough and we end up dying, which isn't going to, I mean, when was the last time it happened to an American, slow. right? But even if it isn't enough and ends up, and we end up dying, we have to go be with him. Yeah. And that's what's best for us. Yeah. That's what we long for. Um, yeah. I, for me, I think the easy out on this is to then not be a good steward. Mm. Like, waste money and then get angry at God that sure. he didn't give me sure. <laughs> enough, right, you right. know? It's like being irresponsible with my money and then being like, Lord, why don't you give me enough? And the Lord says, I did give you enough and you didn't use it wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's where that's where I see the struggle mm-hmm. in this. Um, yeah, understanding that we do play a role and we do have responsibility in regards to our money and our values and things. Um, but the Lord will give us everything that we need. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm struggling, if I'm running out of stuff, it's either a mind or heart attitude that needs to change. Yeah. Um, it's not God cursing me or something like that. Got to keep our eyes on the things above, you know, got to mm-hmm. look for he- or look towards heaven. Right. Well, and that's exactly it. You can't have two masters. And yeah. so if your master isn't your father and like, so for example, if I'm being a really bad steward, if I'm buying up billions of pairs of shoes or spending tons of money on alcohol or whatever it is, and then running out of money, it's not the Lord's fault. He provided everything I needed, mm-hmm. um, but I have two masters, right? Yeah. And so. Yeah, and that isn't to say that you can't turn yourself around either. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's like from that situation, from that situation, is. you can acknowledge like, look, I just wasted this money, but like now, how am I going to use these blessings to then be something? Exactly. Uh, you know, to be something good instead. Right. You know? Well, and we don't, sometimes we look at, uh, we look at God's like reforming hand in our lives and see it as a cross instead of seeing it as like, oh, mm-hmm. the Lord is trying to teach me to be a better steward. Mm-hmm. Um, the crosses we bear are the things that are unavoidable because we're Christians and hardships come upon us because of our faith, not because of stupid things we do. Mm. Um, and so a lot of times, like we talked about last week, the Lord will visit a, hardships upon us that are caused by our own behavior. So if you don't disciple your children well and you're lonely and and uh, poor when you're old, that's because you didn't disciple your children well, mm-hmm. likely. I'm not saying anybody sure. that's lonely is an old person. But, um, you know, but, but he often visits our own wickedness back upon us as a, as a consequence of our sin. And this is, you know, as young people, apparently the the, new, the youngest generation is actually better with their money than any of the last few generations has been, which actually I believe. Yeah. Because um, the standard wasn't set very high. But... Fair enough. But uh, I think that's something young people don't necessarily understand, is being responsible with your money mm-hmm. is being a good steward. And if you cause your own difficulties, you can't then turn around and blame God. Yeah. That's well, an easy thing to do. Something that I think about, okay, <laughs> before I go off on that financial tangent, <laughs> uh, 
I just want to note, like, verse 27, like, whenever I've heard this passage or talked about or read on my own this passage, like, verse 27, just the, can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life, you know? Like, that just shows, like, I don't know, like, that feels almost tongue-in-cheek to me, you know? Like, look what you're doing. <laughs> well, Jesus definitely had a sense of humor, you Yeah. Know? Actually, I mean, worry does the opposite, right? It doesn't add hours to my life. It just it takes it away. Hours, yeah, so. it takes it away. You end up wasting time. All right. Yeah. Well, that's our time, fellas. We're glad that you joined us. Hope this was a blessing to you. Hope our jokes weren't too ridiculous. Yeah. We're kind of goofy this morning. That's okay. A bit. I like it. I like it that way. God bless you all. Thanks for listening. Go be the man of God crazy to be. We'll see you next time. On behalf of all those involved in producing, recording, editing, and distributing this episode, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you'd like to contact us with comments, questions, or suggestions, you can reach out to us at any of the links in the description below or on our website. Please consider supporting the work of Gird Up Ministries by donating on Patreon, shopping at our online store, or making a $5 cup of coffee donation at www.girdupministries.com. Those donations help us make more great content just like this for young men just like you. Make sure you like, friend, follow, and subscribe to Gird Up and all of our guests on your social media platforms and consider leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the Gird Up podcast so that others can find us and be blessed by our content too. As always, thanks for listening. Now go and be the man that God created you to be. We'll see you next time.